0: As far as the GAA are concerned, in this matter, it's nothing to do with the individual teams. This is to do with the GAA protecting its own rules, protecting its own reputation.
1: Subscribe to the OTB GAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts.
0: The News Round. I'm off the ball. With Gillette. Start your day in flow with the new Gillette Labs razor with exfoliating bar. This is News Talk.
1: You're welcome along to Thursday's Off the Ball It's Nathan with you this evening uh, Busy show between now and 10 o'clock Connor Harahan is going to join us on the football show Republic of Ireland midfielder He's now playing with Derby County in League One Left Aston Villa during the summer uh, Moved to Derby County where he's part of a big Irish contingent there He's in a rich vein of goal scoring form And he's going to join us for the football show To uh, talk about his career all the way from League One to the Premier League And now as he's about to turn 32 Entering a different stage of his career Really interesting guy Connor. So he's on his way on the football show. John Giles on the way at half past seven. He'll be reflecting on the week in football. And Barry Hennessy uh, is going to join us after eight o'clock. Uh, four-time All Ireland winner with the Limerick Herders uh, the backup keeper to Nicky Quade uh, One of these just remarkable stories where he's been around for eight nine years while rarely playing, but an unbelievably key figure of what Limerick did over the last four or five years in the standards that he said in the way that he pushed Nicky Quaid and the life of the backup goalkeeper is just such a bizarre one so we're going to talk to Barry Hennessy about that role and a whole lot more besides really interesting guy. so he's coming up after eight o'clock as well 53106 is the text number uh add off the ball if you want to get in touch on social media Richie McCormick is with us good evening Richie Nathan how are you I'm all right you're uh you're back at home
0: you would a nice um, yeah, three, and,
1: and- three evenings away from the family and you're gone again.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, back back, back to my, uh, my bolt hole here. Uh, the question still remains to be answered, though, Nathan. Uh, you are off to a gig, apparently, on the Monday. Uh, we wanted to know on, on, on air yesterday whether it was to Lewis Capaldi or to Theditors. Which one's it going to be? Ah, I missed this. Yeah. I, and I had a, a random tweet
1: from somebody going, oh, I bet you it's Lewis Capaldi at Nathan <laughs> <Earth." laughs> And I was going... Well you bet what's Lewis Capaldi? Why? why what, are, what are you talking about? I'm uh, I'm off, to, I'm off to, you know I'm off to a gig on Monday. I'm not actually off to a, a proper gig on Monday. This is like now going to be the most boring story of all time Well, it was never oh, going to be that exciting you know. in the first place. If it was either Lewis Capaldi or editors. Uh, which do sure. you think if I had a choice between Lewis Capaldi and editors? <laughs> clearly I'm, I'm the same vintage as Richie. I'm going to editors, though I'm kind of going yeah. like, was, was yeah. anybody do editors sell out a gig? It was, uh,
0: I I did, at, at this singer of editors,
1: so, no. used to go out with Edith Bowman, correct? Married Edith I think Bowman.
0: There's, I think they're still together. I think well, they're married. Done.
1: Well done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. The, the editors were a nice little mid two thousands indie rock band, certainly of my yeah. vintage. Like, there were no block party.
0: No block party. They're, they're, no, they're no. That's true. They're no. They're not. They're not in the. They're not in the upper tier no. of mid naughties indie. That's for sure.
1: No. You like you might have stretched yourself to a bit of an editor's gig of a Monday night, would you?
0: I don't uh, No I don't think I've ever Actually seen them live Now that I think of no, it No I don't
1: no. Uh, no, And I, certainly I don't get The whole Lewis Capaldi thing At all He clearly can yeah, write no A same. nice uh, romantic ballad That the youngsters Of the world like But him the as a live stars. experience uh, No thanks So I, I'm not going yeah. to see Either of them I'm, I'm going to see uh, Yeah I'm going to see <laughs> uh, Somebody feed Phil I'm sorry. Watch all
2: this right. No,
1: It's a Netflix show no. Uh, It's uh, this guy, Phil Rosenthal, who was one of the writers. Oh, that's the
0: the, 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 the Everybody Loves Raymond guy?
1: Yes. He's the
0: producer. He's doing a live
1: show in the Olympia. It's like very harmless, nice little Netflix. I don't want to sit down and watch anything serious. And he just goes around like all these travel shows to very nice parts of the world eat some nice food it's a bit touristy it's one of those when he comes to Dublin and you see where he goes to in Dublin you're like "Ah, I thought when he was going to all these wonderful cities he was going (laughs) off the beaten track and then he comes to Dublin and he's in the Guinness storehouse. Yeah. But uh, very nice Where does he go to in Dublin? He goes to the Guinness storehouse and he hung around a little bit with the happy pair. Oh
2: good lads. Now
1: that has raised the possibility in my head Mm. that I've just realised
2: that, oh they're going to appear on stage
1: they they might be there uh, but yeah. no it's very, very, it's very easy watching and then I saw he was coming to Dublin and said this is the thing myself and my wife sit down and we watch this passes half an hour the end of a stressful day so let's go let's go out on a Monday night and let's go and watch this you booked and now it and I'm, now I'm out in the. T- I booked it yeah. out of the blue just out of the blue
2: God, you've it all covered. You've it sussed. Oh, I'll tell
1: you what. It's t- <laughs> how romantic. How more ra- you can't get much more romantic than a night at.
2: What does the so, live show comprise I
1: of? I have no idea. This is, I'm <laughs> really concerned now it'll be uh, filling the happy pair for two hours. And listen, you do get to this, You do get to an age where you're just happy to be out. So already it's oh like, yeah. oh I'd yeah. I go for a couple of drinks beforehand, and <laughs> hopefully it'll be done by 10, so I might even get one in after and not home too late. But still, it's a Monday night. These things, what's rare is wonderful.
0: Yeah, that's fair enough. I wasn't expecting that one, but no, there I'm you go. Not, no. I'm, nowhere, I'm, clearly, <laughs> I'm
1: nowhere near as cool as you see, Richie at least. Uh, you're right, though. Any gig I now go to is a nostalgia fest. It's incredibly yeah. rare I would go to something that, you know, is just a band release. So, like, the only tickets for a gig I have in the summer are, like, Arctic Monkeys.
0: And I better not try I've, any of that
1: new stuff. I've, I've, Which, in I've fairness, I think fun, most people but, uh, are
0: feeling. I've now become fond of sitting uh, at a gig as well. I got tickets for Yalta Tango there in April and uh, got ones from the Circle because I just went, you know what? Standing for the duration of this oh, one, I yeah. don't think I'll be up to it. So yeah, having a nice sit, I think is going to be good. Yeah. I'm sitting at this as well. I've no I have no idea. I presume he's not cooking. I presume he's just
1: telling nice stories. <laughs> My worry is I'd, I've never seen Everybody, everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah. Everybody, I've yeah, never seen yeah. it. My concern is that he's, that's part of it and he's telling stories of this becoming the biggest show on American TV and I have no, no idea what he's talking about. Still repeated most
2: mornings on Channel 4. Is it? Every so, morning yeah. on
1: Channel 4, yeah. Wow. Every,
0: a double bill of Everybody Lose Raymond, triple bill of Fraser. That's my morning. <laughs> what are you watching in the morning?
1: Brain. What That's a, that's a fair... That, now I'm going off on a terrible tangent. Uh, you know when you're just sitting around the house in the morning at 10 yeah. o'clock yeah. and yeah. You're, you're not really watching that but you're just putting something on. Like, what, yeah. what are you leaving on? Minder. Minder. <laughs>
0: Straight yeah. itv 4. Sometimes I leave ITV4. This, ITV4. this morning <laughs> on...
1: <laughs> Sometimes
0: no, no, I leave no. this morning on. I am I, I'm, I'm a minder fan, so we'll leave Arthur wow. and Terry uh, on in the background there or just actively watch it. Uh, that's after my triple bill of Fraser on Channel 4. Yeah. Sometimes working in the evenings has its benefits
2: and that's one of them. I'm rarely, I'll be honest with you, I'll be more likely with the radio in the morning. I won't turn the television on more often than not because there's a slight thing, I don't know what sort of bell it rings in the mind, but seeing those morning tv shows it depresses me it gets me down a
1: little bit of <laughs> just a little bit of premier league gears in the background oh, oh, an it's, hour quite nicely past an hour and a half
2: and the rest an hour quite
1: nice uh, the tv moment of the year it was uh, last saturday night do you watch the michael mcintyre show god i'm so bloody middle-aged <laughs> it's depressing do you watch this michael mcintyre show I Don't know. they do this thing where they like rock up to somebody's house and surprise them in bed in the middle of the night so okay. it was peter crouch right you gotta watch this it's hilarious have you seen this richie so they, they, it involves Michael McIntyre so that's a general no for me yeah, I'm, I'm like I'm, I've never had any credit to start with but it's going downhill rapidly there's eight get to the sport messages coming in I would say very quickly Lads, like, <laughs> this is when we talk about Kilmer Cudd again these, these are the options on the table <laughs> right now uh, so he goes in and it's all arranged with uh, Crouch's wife and they sneak in the middle of the night and he's over in Port at three in the morning they wake him up and he's like what the hell is going on and they bring in uh, Dion Dublin randomly at some stage and then they turn off the lights and they tell him you have to find five things that have changed in the room so he's looking around he finds one. he can't find the other one and he turns over and Holly Willoughby is in the bed with him good grief
2: what's you have what to watch what kind of it? show is this I don't,
1: it's, it's not, it's a, this is this is family entertainment at half six on a Saturday night this is as good as it gets for me
0: there are surely some legal steps that Mr. Crouch can take after that <laughs> I'd, I'd say he probably doesn't want to take any legal steps
2: because this makes sense I saw this after I think Murray's win did they do it to him a few years ago yes in his hotel room yes oh, there's a danger so to it what's the danger <laughs> it's not going to kick off no, ready if somebody arrived
1: into your room at three o'clock well, I'd be morning, furious I wouldn't get in a film with a camera <laughs> <laughs> I like, best believe that kick you'd off you'd have to wonder you'd have to wonder <laughs> yeah. anyways uh, Barry Hennessy's coming up yeah so uh, you arranged this Arthur uh, yeah. Barry Hennessy retired um, because you know the Limerick team are so familiar at this stage Barry Hennessy retired Barry Hennessy. so Barry Hennessy has been the backup to Nicky Quaid for a long time and uh, Just to give you a sense of how long, Richie, uh, Mm. Barry Hennessy played his last championship game in 2015. He's been on the bench for every championship game since then with Limerick without getting a match, but has rocked up to training every night and has pushed Nicky Quaid as hard as he possibly can in training to get him to be the best goalkeeper in hurling right now. Uh, So he's coming up after it. Like The level of commitment that that requires... (sighs) knowing and he said he did get to the stage around the time John Kylie came in of knowing he wasn't going to in all likelihood move past Nicky Quaid and it got past the stage of waiting and looking at every twinge going maybe 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 and just got his head around the fact of my job in this group is to get the best out of him
2: it's a, a heck of a sacrifice there's a mad level of selflessness to it there's a part of it that's up the upside so it's like I suppose depending on whether you're kind of an as he was talking about ego a lot as well and kind of having to forfeit ego entirely so there's a part of you that was kind of like well you're either very happy to be here and you're privileged to the fact you have four all Ireland medals and the rest or there's that part of you which I assumed is kind of in everyone that gets to that level where you're like well I have to be, I want to be playing I want to, you know what I mean exact inverse of what happens with Conor Horan afterwards who leaves arguably a nicer position or mm. could have taken different positions in the championship where it might be in and out of the team to go like I need to be playing and they're like they're probably in around the same age funnily enough um, Horace probably a year or two younger than them and it's just an unusual position because you're almost just like an uh, an active member of staff like effectively you're not you, you know you'll play if needs be but there is, must come a point where it's like well <laughs> this guy's pretty durable he's not going anywhere like he had one injury in 2015 where he was talking about when Barry got his chance but Quaid's been ever present ever since never even looked anything but and there's also that bit of, because
1: nobody really knows you or knows about you, and okay, he plays for Kilmallock, so he'd have a reputation in the uh. club game. Everybody who's ever watched a match when the number one keeper goes off, when the second guy comes in, there's an automatic doubt and a nervousness and uh. a uh-oh, uh-oh. And that's you.
2: And you think of the pressure even in football that uh, Evan Comerford comes, comes under when Clucks uh, knows different sort of dynamic. They were very much sort of holder of it and, and protege, for use of a better word. Um... But the, I, what I always remember as well with the expectation that was like everyone was and I'm not commenting on what, what Comerford is one way or another up to the standard of Cluxton but I do remember there was the general acceptance that oh he's as good if not better and there is that sort of mythology that can build mm. around you that you're almost like you're coming after this guy but this is the guy. With Hennessy it, it, it probably didn't ever work that way even he didn't have the, the benefit of that because he was always the exact same sort of age group and it's just an unusual I don't know how you do it I don't know how you keep going when surely all you want to do is be playing no, it's not happening.
1: The strange thing is that uh, Barry Hennessy's father, Tom,
2: yeah, that was, was crazy.
1: also the backup goalkeeper with Limerick behind Joe Quaid. Joe Quaid. Yeah. Now was, there's your next book, the backup keepers to the Quades.
2: Don't say that. Write that down. <laughs> no, right,
1: that's that's a, don't, good. don't say Don't say Don't <laughs> say Number two. Like oh, that's I, good. I, Number I, 16. Because I, 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 there's been a lot of talk about Cuevin Callagher on the show over the last few weeks and should he, shouldn't he? Should he stay? Does he need to move? And obviously we look at it very different here from over in, in the UK in that we look at it as what it would mean for Ireland. We don't know how good a keeper Cuevin Callagher is. He's clearly a brilliant goalkeeper at being able to perform on a big occasion and step in and not be overawed and fit into a team and play to a style that suits Liverpool. It's a very different thing, Richie, doing it mm. for 45 games a season and having, making a mistake, as is what's happening with Gavin Bazunu, making mistakes and having to come out three days later and play again against another top Premier League team and maybe concede four. And then play three days later, make another mistake. And the eyes of the world have been on you. Whereas Creven Keller's in this sort of, there's low expectations around him at the moment because he's coming in as backup, Dallas, And everything he does is sort of a, oh, can't believe he's done this. Can't believe he's done this.
0: Yeah, and for both of them, both for Bazunu, considering where he's, he, on a domestic level where he started off and then, of course, the move to Manchester City and uh, with Kelleher being at Liverpool, like the only feasible route out for them was downwards and that's something that they've got to deal with as well that they've they've reached their pinnacle in terms of the clubs they play for more than likely more than likely by the by the early 20s and from that point onwards it's a it's a slow spiral downwards because presun has gone off to to play for southampton and granted he is of an age whereby absolutely he could go on and become one of the premier league or indeed the world's best ever goalkeepers and find himself playing for real madrid or something like that but that's you got to go down before you go back up. And that's a weird place to be in as well. And I don't know if that's what's keeping Kelleher at Liverpool, is taking that step and thinking, yeah, maybe I am actually an equal, or at least pushing Alisson here to a degree. And maybe I can get regular game time eventually here at Liverpool. And I do have the years to play with. But he also has to toy with the notion of, I am going to take a massive step down, no matter where I go to next, unless like <laughs> like a big... European giant like PSG decide to cast aside Gianluigi Donnarumma and, and bring in Crevean Keller, which you know let's face it isn't going to happen. Mm. It, but it's, it's 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 like it's a mental thing to do it as well, taking that step off onto the onto onto unsteady kind of uh, un, unsteady ground. Really, uh,
1: ninety three Rubik's cube has been in touch. Louis Capaldi, our editors, give the people the news they want. I think 93 Rubik's Cube was the only person waiting for the last 24 hours <laughs> to find out freaking. this. Unfortunately, 93 <laughs> Rubik's Cube, I'm not going to either of them. Uh, but Mike Green, himself and herself, are also going to see Phil as well. He also has no idea what it's going to entail. But feck it, I'm going anyway, <laughs> And I'm kind of the same. I, I, go to see Phil doesn't sit that well with me because I'm usually such a cynical person and he's just a very nice man. Again, he's just easy watching. He loves everything. Everything is great. It's very out of character for me to like somebody like that, but I'm just all in on, on this guy this is Monday coming Monday
2: coming yeah I'll wait would hear about it next week
1: yeah oh, I'll tell you <laughs> what first 10 minutes of next Thursday's show uh, Frank saying should also I, I, I don't know if we were looking for recommendations for like these nights out are one off so I don't, on. there's no point saying something else is good to me because I'm not going uh, you should also try the live faulty Towers experience you get served dinner and no doubt abuse from actor Basil Frank that sounds terrible
2: that was on I, I, I've I not been to that but uh, my father works in Hotel Sligo and they've hosted that there so I don't know who arranges who it whether, whoever it's arranged. it's meant to be very funny
1: does your father work in Hotel Sligo or a hotel in Sligo, uh,
2: Sligo do you want me to say
1: the hotel? you can give them as much free Sligo Park Hotel will they, get a, will they get a warm welcome
2: oh the, warmest. Oh,
1: the warmest the warmest I, mean, I can imagine so I'd say, yeah. Yeah, I'd say he's it's got a, bit uh, of a certain charm Oh, unmistakable well, just mentioned Limmer Curlin you'll be there all night you will literally be there all night yeah, then keep the bar open you mentioned Limmer Curlin <laughs> late bar for everybody uh, we better get to some sports news um, oh, Richie, Richie. Kill Yeah. What's, yeah ki- what's
0: happening the latest wrinkle in this one Kilmacud Croaks reportedly have zero interest in playing and uh, replaying even the all Ireland Club football final Glenn of course have lodged an objection as Croaks had 16 active players on the pitch ...for the Ulster Champions final attack of Sunday's game. According to the Irish Examiner today, Croaks are expected to lodge their own counter-objection to the CCCC tomorrow. They have until Saturday time to do that. It's going to come sooner and they don't want to replay. They'd rather uh, hand the cup back, is the word coming back from the Stilorgan Club.
1: Yeah, there have been a lot of rumours around this over the last, well, probably 48 hours... ...that there was a sense in Kilmacud that did nothing wrong that a mistake was made by the officials they won the game on the pitch the final whistle was blown they went up and they lifted the trophy and you know we are celebrating as All-Ireland Champions will continue to do so for the next year now there's all sorts of complications and you have to have huge sympathy for both sets of players because they've been on the road since well playing matches since June July uh, if not earlier than that they've planned their holidays with their families who've been waiting and waiting and they said well we're done come head or high water on Sunday probably off on their holidays today tomorrow gone for the next two weeks some players might go off to Australia for a few months and now you're dragging them back to play that like it's 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 a messy situation that if kilmacud refused refuse to play this like what do the GEA do the fact that the objection has gone in and the GEA want to play this by the books they've said right from the off we are going to go through the process and nothing will happen unless Glenn object it feels as though once Glenn objected that there now has to be another winner I, unless yeah. if Kill Cudd refused to play that the GEA would come out and say we're just going to stick with the result
2: I think the genie's out of the bottle Like I don't think you can so go then back.
1: you're in a scenario where if Kill Cudd say well we're not playing it again that you would award it to Glenn yeah, be without playing a game nah. which I don't think Glenn would want no. which just means everybody knows that Kilmacud won the game but there's a an asterisk or does it does not even go down in the record books like it's it turns into an an even greater shambles like we're even past omni shambles at this stage so if Kilmacud don't want to
2: play uh, which they're obviously well within their rights to do I think it's just unfortunate that's just it there's not, it's, it's one of those, like, it's not, it's one of those things where it's like, you know what the Honoree handball, to a degree, where it wasn't necessarily a, it's not like the match was won and lost in that moment. It was a match, granted for that, the match was certainly weighted in France's favour, but it wasn't so decisive as to be completely redeemable. It, this situation as well, it, it was a chance of something. It's not a complete robbery of something. It's not like this altered the result in any way specifically I think it's very unfortunate it's very unlucky but I'd be well I, if I was coming from a Kelma code perspective I would absolutely not go playing it again it's done It's like that's it if you want to take it that way and do it administratively fine it's very harsh on both like to be honest with you I think both of them have. It's it's kind of been tainted and ruined for both of them because I know, like people are joking about the fact of being out, like celebrating it and celebrating it, like drink and big nights out, and but that's not it entirely. It's it's also like a, it's a momentous thing for a lot of those players, like a one-off thing that they never imagined would happen, and it's whatever happens. That's it's always going to have that little taint of that week was kind of ruined. And I just think you kind of cut losses and just go on with it. It's not, you can't, there's no There's no satisfying way to redeem this now. If it's replayed and Kilmer could win again, it still won't be satisfying. They'll still like, they're still going to be, you know, Glenn haven't lost. There's a
1: satisfaction time. in that. At least then it's done and there's a never degree, a question. I guess if Kilmer-Cutter meeting again tonight or over the coming days, it's when they look each other in the eyes and say, if we decide we're not going ahead with this, are we all comfortable with the fact that we are doing the right thing that we can believe we are All-Ireland champions, we can believe we have achieved what we set out to achieve at the start of the year, but the trophy may not be here.
2: Yeah, well, uh, no, well, like, that's tough, because like, obviously the clubhouse is a central part of it, seeing that there when you go in or a replica of it, obviously, but I don't think they will have any doubt whatsoever that they won legitimately and fair and square. So I don't think it's going to make any big difference. It might embolden them to go further, but just judging by the reaction of what's coming out and what we're hearing there's no doubt in their minds they're not at all compromised they'll probably feel a bit um, there will be a bit of they'll feel hard done by because they're not probably getting the dues that they expect that they should be getting and the kudos for winning oh,
1: Well, there's been zero analysis of the game you know what I mean? there's been yeah. no talk of Shane Walsh's performance or Paul oh. Mannion's performance or how Glenn managed to really you know, do a fine job on them Connor Glass's performance it's just the controversy which is understandable because of what happened and what developed Does that stop? Like, what's the end point? I'm still not sure what the end point of this can be now that the official objection has been lodged.
2: Or maybe they order a it, replay, it. but like if they're not going to, they're not going to. And I don't know when they do. And all these different little bits and pieces, you're saying people have lives to live, and it's kind of, it's not. I'm sure there's nothing insurmountable. Not you know, it's not going to be so crazy that, well, nobody can come back to camp play again. And they'll find ways if they do choose to play again. But I think even if they are mandated by the GA to do it, there's no guarantee they will do it, and there's no guarantee they'll necessarily feel bad about not doing it. And from Glenn's perspective, I don't know. It'd be very interesting to see what they think of it as well, because it's kind of you don't see this happen a lot in sport there's not often replays of games for Oh, no, because game, most know.
1: sport have their rules set in such a way that this isn't a possibility
2: kind of, but it does happen like there's no like until like say with the but car. Henri
1: wasn't oh, Jesus, I'm not even going over henri wasn't a cheating no, thing it, I think it became more of a, a moral yeah. question I think the issue here was that the official screwed up there was a rules breach that wasn't of certainly wasn't of Glens and we don't know like the likelihood is they don't score a goal but we just yeah. we, we'll never know so yeah we have to wait and see what comes out of Code over the next uh, 24 hours or so uh, Richie semi-finals day at the Australian Open
0: Yeah, six seed Irina Sabalenka will play Wimbledon champion Elena Rabakina in the Australian Open women's final. Rabakina ended Victoria Azarenka's hopes of a third title in Melbourne with a straight sets victory today. While Sabalenka beat the unseeded pole Magda Lynette 7-6, 6-2 to reach her first ever Grand Slam singles final. It continues Sabalenka's unbeaten start to 2023, which she's hinted could be down to ditching her sports psychologist.
1: Uh, To be honest, I decided to stop working with a psychologist. I realised that Nobody than me will help, you know. And um, yeah, on the preseason, I spoke to my psychologist, saying like, "Listen, I, I felt like I have to, I have to deal with that by myself because every time hoping that someone will fix my problem, it's not fixing my problem. So I just have to take this responsibility, and I, I just have to, uh, I have to deal with that. And yeah, I'm not working with <laughs> psychologist anymore."
0: Is it some sort of unofficial Irish transfer deadline day today? seems like it yeah feels like it for sure as several Republic of Ireland players are on the move Republic of Ireland striker Michael Abafemi is set to complete a move from Swansea City to Burnley His club Swansea have agreed a loan deal with the championship leaders with an obligation to make the move permanent in the summer Conor Coventry has signed a new 12 month contract extension at West Ham but he'll spend the rest of this season on loan at Rotherham former Ireland goalkeeper Darren Randolph has joined Bournemouth on an 18 month deal from West Ham Shawnee Maguire has swapped Preston for Coventry today Coventry of also. Also signed Ireland under-19 defender Luke McNally from Burnley on loan, that is. Meanwhile, Brighton have completed their signing of Marco Mahoney from Cork City. The 18-year-old will link up with the Premier League club's under-21 squad, having signed a contract with them until 2025. Uh,
1: Hopefully Michael Obafemi settles, gets on with Vincent Company. They get promoted next year and we suddenly have another young striker playing on a regular basis in the Premier League. We haven't seen that level of consistency from Obafemi we haven't seen him be able to get on with managers for long enough. So hopefully this is just a period of great move calmness. It's a great move.
2: Like it's yeah. <laughs> and I wonder, I presume he did a bit of homework beforehand, even talking to the likes of Josh Cullen or whatever. Find out or whatever way it works that I find out if how he'd work with Vincent Company. But that's um Jeez, that's all. And so why does it why do they do it that way when it's loan, then if it's permanent? From loan to permanent. If if you know you're going to buy them, why not just buy now? It's just a financial thing you're spreading it out. Yeah. Okay. Great. pretty
1: much so that you can wait till the summer till you've sold one of your other strikers okay. and, and get the money in and maybe there's something in there if he picks up a bad injury you don't need to make the long term commitment it well, could if well be to do with them getting
2: I think you said Rich you were saying it's permanent regardless
1: obligation to make it permanent yeah,
2: okay. yeah. it's odd but yeah, yeah.
1: it's a uh, it's like the Chelsea and the eight and a half year contracts uh, the real football is back of course on Saturday night uh, the real GEA to talk about Mayo and Galway <laughs>
0: feels yeah, a little bit yeah.
1: uh, some news it from do, Galway it does
0: yeah Galway are going to be without all-star defender Liam Silk for the entire 2023 inter-county campaign the Currifim player is staying on his travels in New Zealand this year Galway begin the Division 1 football campaign as you mentioned against Mayo it's at McHale Park on Saturday evening Kieran Malloy is also missing for poor Joyce's side that is due to an ACL injury alright couple of um, minutes for a few more stories, Richie. Yeah, Ian Costolo has been handed a new wide-ranging job at Munster. The former Wasps coach is swapping his current position as academy and pathway manager for the new role of head of rugby operations. Among Costello's new duties will be assisting head coach Graham Rountree with player recruitment. He'll also oversee the long-term strategic development of the elite player pathway and succession planning. Costello's new job will mirror those done by Guy Easterby at Leinster and bring Cunningham at Ulster. Darkness brought a premature end to the first day's play the Dubai Desert Classic with Shane Larry among those still to commence their first rounds Rory McIlroy best of the Irish and two under par he still has three holes to play of his opening round he's three shots off the lead of the Belgian Thomas Peters Tom McKibben shot a two over 74 Padraig Harrington struggling though on eight over he has though five holes left to play of his first round and Willie Mullins claimed a ninth Thieste's chase victory at Gorham Park this afternoon Nine to two favourite carefully selected one uh, for, as one from a short head from the Gordon elliott trained Dunboyne. speaking to Racing TV afterwards Mullins praised the job done by Jockey Paul Townend a board carefully selected I was happy and I was just watched the whole way down the back and um, he just kept out of trouble kept jumping kept him in the race made a, I think two mistakes did he make one over the far side here and at the fourth last but when he made the mistake of the fourth last, I thought that was him gone. Three or four horses past him, but Paul just sat on him, uh, kept him together, gave him a breather, which very few jockeys do nowadays. I would. Play. Gave him a breather, went down to the third last, probably not as any you know, it was tidy enough, and then I could just see him coming and played his card, going to the second last, and got a good jump at the last, and um, it was a huge
1: performance. What is with Richie's hat? Asked Michael O'Connell. Is he planning to commit a
0: burglary later or something? that would be giving it away and it would ruin the surprise maybe I'm conducting some kind of Michael McIntyre uh, possibly <laughs> I was going to say uh, Michael on a he's, local be, celebrity. he's been
1: stealing a living for years so it uh, wouldn't surprise me what that's uh, very very yeah. very on very, that note that's
0: Michael right, McIntyre level.
1: A, hey that, this is this is what I'm getting from my terrible TV viewing uh, Richie thank you as always nice lad Arthur we shall talk to you later cheers
0: Nathan